unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Raw and Unscripted with yours truly, Christopher Roush, your place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. I hope you guys are doing awesome. We're on episode number 12 today, and the topic of discussion is something that's super important to all of us, and I know we've all done these things before, but maybe the success has been a little bit uh, mediocre or lackluster, um, but anyways, we're going to be talking about today is Goal setting. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, goal setting. I know that's something that's pretty common to all of us, but in today's episode, I'm going to talk about why goals fail and better, uh, what strategies we can implement to ensure their success or increase the likelihood of success. If you guys know me, you guys know my story. You've gone and uh, listened to these episodes before. Um, so you know that at one point in my life, I was homeless, uh, living in the backseat of a station wagon, fighting to survive. And you want to talk about goals? At that particular point in my life, my number one goal was to actually survive. And my second goal, I realized pretty early on, was that one day somehow my big goal was to find a place, get a home that nobody could take from me. So when you think about homeless and abandonment issues and all these different things, more than anything in the world I wanted was a place to call my own that nobody could take from me. Nobody could tell me what to do. My sanctuary, my haven, I could set up anything I wanted to, you know, just my own place. And coming from a homeless kid at that point in time, I was probably 13 or 14 years old when I realized this goal really took a significant amount of effort to achieve. And I'm happy to say that now I own two houses. So I did achieve that goal. But on today's episode, we're going to be talking about reasons why our goals fail. And again, like I said before, strategies to ensure their success or definitely build upon the probability of them being successful. So let's just go ahead and talk about um, why some goals fail. First and foremost, in my coaching experience and in my own experience, one of the biggest factors of why goals fail is that we identify the wrong goal in the first place. I'll give you an example. Somebody comes to me and says, I want to lose weight. That's my goal. I'm like, okay, cool. So they actually think that's their goal is I want to lose weight. So I ask them, okay, what's the bigger goal? And they say, um, I want to lose weight so I can fit into my jeans. Okay, that's a cool goal. What is the goal beyond that? Um, my goal is that uh, I look attractive for summer. Okay, great goal. Um, what's the goal beyond that? Uh, I want to attract a mate. Okay, what's the goal beyond that? Um, ultimately, it winds up being I don't want to end up alone and by myself for the rest of my life. So I know that I need to lose weight to be healthy and attractive and have longevity. I'm like, okay, cool. So now that we have the right goal, then we can build upon that because now we have a lot of sub goals that we can actually attack. So oftentimes we identify the wrong goal as not being a part of the bigger picture. Okay. So that's one thing. Another reason why goals fail is we don't have enough leverage. We don't have enough skin in the game. We haven't experienced enough pain to know how important it truly is to achieve that goal. We think that time is going to last forever. We think we're going to have multiple opportunities. But the truth of the fact is, is when you have enough leverage, you have enough pain, you have enough skin in the game, the chances and probability for that goal to come true are remarkably increased. So that's super important. If you don't have leverage in it, then that's a huge problem. Another problem that we have is people are trying to achieve goals that are set by other people. 
So perhaps it's a goal that your spouse has for you. It's a goal that your boss has for you. It's a goal that your parents have for you, or it's a goal, something else, but it's not your goal. And you're just trying to achieve that goal to get them off your back, to make them like you, to get significance, to not hurt their feelings, to not get judgment passed upon you. Because really, if you don't have the goal that's in their best interest, then why are you going to succeed in achieving it? You may do it reluctantly, begrudgingly, but if you don't have the right goal, then of course you're not going to want to achieve it. So again, thinking about what it is that you're trying to achieve is super, super important. Um, Another reason that goals fail, and this is huge, and I know this from my personal experience as both somebody who sets goals and somebody who helps people achieve goals, is there's no accountability, right? If you sit there and say, I'm going to lose 25 pounds in six months, and if you don't have anybody holding you accountable, then if you don't make it, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I didn't make it. But the truth is, when you have accountability, there is more skin in the game, there's more leverage, your, your ego, your reputation, your word becomes in play, so you have to have accountability. We're gonna talk about it, a little bit about that. Another reason why goals fail is that you have a lack of support from the people closest to you. Have you ever tried to get a, have a fitness goal? And then your buddies will sit there and say, oh, come on, let's go and have beer and chicken wings. Or you know, you're trying to lose weight or get into shape and your spouse keeps cooking fattening meals, right? It's that lack of support from other people. That is paramount. But from the people I've talked to in the past when that's been an issue and we've seen it raised, when I've asked them if they've talked to those people and asked for their support and given them specific directions or specific requests on what they can do to actually help them achieve that goal, oftentimes the answer is no. And oftentimes it's actually, oh, I thought they would know. They should know. All that other assumptive bullshit that we know that happens. So that's really important. Um, Comfort zones, right? We don't want to get out of our comfort zone. Who wants to work out seven days a week and eat fucking raisins, right? So it's our comfort level. Well, you know, that's a little uncomfortable for me. You know, I'll kind of spread it out or maybe I'll have a cheat day or a couple of cheat days or whatever it might be. So you really got to have the mindset that you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to be willing to take chances and risks and push yourself because those who achieve their goals are the ones that have skin in the game. They want to do it no matter what. It's not just a, a nice to or a should to. It's something that they absolutely have to get. And it, it costs you from getting out of your comfort zone, whether it's sacrificing, whether it's going on getting another job, whatever it might be, you have to get out of your comfort zone in order for your goals to be achieved. I mean, that's just realistic because let's face it, if everybody could achieve their goals, then we'd have a world full of successful people. And the truth is that not very many people are truly successful in their goals because they're just, they just want to stay in their comfort zone. And obviously as the no excuses coach, what happens? excuses. Oh, I didn't have enough time. I didn't have enough money. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. Oh, it was raining that day. Oh, you know, blah, 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 this, that, or the other thing. If you have too many excuses, you're not going to have any results. And what that's going to do is that's going to chip away your confidence. That's going to chip away your beliefs. That's going to chip away at your resolve to get through those painful situations to continue on going because, oh, I have my excuse. What's the biggest excuse that most people have? Oh, I tried my best. I can't tell you how many times I've been coaching somebody or helping somebody or mentoring somebody when they said, oh, I did the best I could, Chris. I mean, that's ridiculous. So let's just get right into the strategies, right? Okay, if you're gonna commit to a goal and you're gonna do your best, do your fucking best. Do not give yourself excuses. Do not go in with the mindset that it's flexible. You have to go in with the mindset that you're gonna do this no matter what. And that's paramount to doing that. So what do you do? If you have excuses, then possibly what you might want to do, and this is super huge, this is one of my biggest recommendations to my coaching clients, is that often we have this beautiful vision of what we want to achieve, but one of the things we don't account for are the obstacles. 
what are the potential obstacles in me achieving this goal? So as one of the strategies for your success, number one is sit there and say, okay, I want this goal. What potentially could happen to prevent me or block me or dissuade me or discourage me from achieving this? And then list those out. And then what you want to do right next to them is just write strategies and things you can proactively think about in your mind that you're going to do when those things arise. And if they don't arise, then that's even better. I always think that if you have a tool for a part that's going to break on your car, or if you have a part that's going to break and you have a backup, you're not going to need it. So when you think about that, what are the obstacles, identify them and have a plan in place. So that kind of gives you a sense of security, a sense of, 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 um, initial self-confidence. It's like, okay, if that happens, then I know I've got X, Y, and Z I'm going to implement in order to achieve this goal. But when I think about goal setting overall, and you guys better have listened to, I think it was, uh, episode four where I talked about the eulogy exercise. So like I said before, these all build on each other. This is a progressional foundational belief system that I'm giving to you right now at a macro level. I'm not going deep on a lot of these subjects because I'm just trying to get you into the framework of what it takes to have kick-ass unstoppable confidence. So first and foremost, you got to have your big picture, right? So what's that eulogy look like? What does that end game look like? Where are you going to be? Who are you married to? What possessions do you have? Where do you live? How much money is in your bank account? What are you able to do in your free time? If you have that clear picture, then really goal setting is all about working backwards. So you have your, you have your, your entire life pictured out in your eulogy. And from that point, my success has been determined based on doing a three, five and 10 year plan. Now, as I get older, that gets a little scarier because you think about how many more years you have left. But at any rate, think about a three, five, and a 10-year plan. So like, where do I need to be in 10 years to achieve that legacy goal? Be specific on what you have to achieve, how much money you have to be making, where you're going to be living, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you have your 10-year goal. Then you have your five-year goal. Same principle, where you have to be, what do you have to be doing, what job do you have to have, what's your mindset like, right? So you have that, and then you go back three years. So now you have your end game, you have your three-year, five-year, and your 10-year goals, right? And this isn't, I don't want a list of like 20 things. I want a list of about five to 10 things, right? Something that's manageable, realistic, that can keep you excited and keep you on track for the picture that you're going for. Because ultimately, like you've heard me say on the other shows, you have to ask yourself, is this getting me closer to or further from my stated goal, right? I mean, just imagine the power of that question in everything that you do, in every action that you take. If you simply just ask yourself that question, and the best part is, and obviously the integral part is, you have to be honest. So if you're trying to lose weight, is going out with my friends tonight a great idea? Is this going to get me closer to or further from my goal? And then you could do that self-talk. Oh, I'll be good and blah, 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 blah. But if you know there is an opportunity for you to fail or to relapse or to give up or give yourself some sort of excuse, then don't go. You have to set yourself up for success. Don't think you're going to be stronger than you normally are because I know I'm pretty fucking strong and I can tell you what, I can convince myself seven ways to Sunday of how I can get out of something that I'm actually set my mind to. It just happened a couple of weeks ago. I set my mind that I wasn't going to drink hard alcohol this month. And sure enough, an opportunity came up and I was like, well, you've worked hard and you've done this and you've done that. I should have never put myself in that situation. Then I would never had to have made that decision. And I made the wrong decision, but in hindsight, whatever it is, what it is. It wasn't a huge goal for me. It was just something that I was striving for, but I'm sure you get my, you get my feeling on that is that you have to make sure that you're not putting yourself in positions where you're likely to, to fail from there. You have your three, five and 10 year goal. And then you break that down into three, six and 12 months goals. 
So again, we're working backwards. What am I going to do in 12 months? Where do I need to be in six months? Where do I need to be in three months? So you're just taking that huge, huge goal and you're breaking it down. I call it chunking. So you, you, one of the things that I've found, and this is one of the things that why goals fail is that we overwhelm ourselves. The goal becomes so big that we're like, oh shit, that's enormous. And we get overwhelmed. And what do we do? We don't even try. You know, we, we, we have this negative self-talk going in our mind, like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to achieve that. But realistically, the time is going to go by. So if you have a set plan of every step you're going to take and you know what it is and you have a vision of that, then you're going to stay on track. So again, it goes back to three, six and 12 month goals. What is my primary focus right now? So breaking those down into chunks is instrumental because you won't be so overwhelmed by everything else. And like I said before, one of the huge strategies is just really identifying what the real goal is. And if your goal is to make more money, okay, why do I want to make more money? Because I want to be financially independent. I want to become philanthropic. Um, I don't want to rely on working two jobs. So you have to identify that real goal because what happens out of that is you get sub goals. So then the likelihood of success to achieve what you really are after is so much more pronounced when you do it that way. I can't tell you how valuable and important that is. So in, in identifying the real goal and having it be a goal for you that's really truly to your heart and what you're ready to commit to. Another strategy, you guys have probably heard about the SMART acronym, specific, measurable, attainable, time-based, right? So it's gotta be specific. So a specific goal is I want to lose 10 pounds in two weeks. Okay, so that's specific. You have to make sure that that's, you know, apply numbers to that, whether it's money, whatever, whatever it is, it has to be specific because the next one measurable, you want to measure it. Okay. So you got to figure out, okay, if I want to lose a hundred pounds in a, in a year, okay. So how many does that break down to per week? Is that realistic? And we often overestimate what we can get done in a day and underestimate what we could get done in a year. So realistically making sure that they're specific and they're measurable will, um, will lead to the next part, which is attainable. So specific, measurable, attainable. Again, it goes back to that realistic uh, situation. Is this something that I can achieve realistically, right? That is super, super important. And then of course, T, time-based. Have I set a commitment to this particular goal? I am going to achieve losing 10 pounds in two months and um, it's totally attainable and it's um, time-based. So again, that SMART acronym, specific, measurable, attainable, and time-based is um, tremendous. And I forgot realistic, duh. Yeah, so attainable and realistic, I kind of go along the same lines, but you get the idea that those components need to be there in order for it to be successful. And again, take the opportunity when you're doing that and identify the potential obstacles and roadblocks that you're going to come up against and solve for those. If you get nothing else out of this episode, if you do that, that is going to so greatly improve your chances of succeeding in that particular goal. And like I said, basically before, you know, break everything down into chunks, into measurable steps. I have a worksheet that I use where I have a goal and then I have like six or seven check boxes right next to it because I physically actually outline the different things that I need to do so that I know what's involved and I don't skip any steps and I take each one as it comes. It's like a no brainer thing. Okay. If I want to lose weight, what do I have to do? I have to make sure I have my gym clothes. I have to make sure I go to the gym. I have to make sure I check my schedule, blah, 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 blah. So you have to make sure that you break those big goals out into chunks along with milestones. So that is super important too, because if you, if you start off on a goal now, that's maybe a year or two or five years down the road, you want to have 
specific milestones that you want to reach based on that time. So if you're doing a six month goal, you want to make sure that you have certain milestones along the way that you can check your progress, but also more importantly is you can reward yourself, right? We don't want to do all this work without the reward, but sometimes we reward ourselves before we've actually even done anything. I don't know if you're guilty of that, but I know I certainly am. So you break it down into chunks. It becomes measurable. You have milestones. So like, okay, I want to lose, if I'm going to lose hundred pounds in a year. And once I get to the 20 pound mark, each milestone for 20 pounds, I get to go have a, a whole cheat day, right? So you have something to look forward to. It keeps you on your toes and it's realistic. Another huge component of goal setting that I have found personally is visualization. Now you guys have heard me talk about vision boards. You've heard it talked about um, on the secret and whatever else. Vision boards are super important, but let me just give you an extra tip. Go experience what it is that you're going after. So I have a perfect example. I had somebody that was had a, a goal of having a certain house and I'd asked them to describe the house, um, vision boards, everything, and they got it and it was really great. And it was something just dawned on me and I said, have you ever gone to an open house for this house that you want? And they're like, no. And I said, hmm, what about going to some open houses and, and experiencing what it feels like to walk through a house that you want? Whether it's a mansion, whether whatever it might be, but just going and immersing yourself in that experience. Say for example, you want a specific car. Why don't you go test drive the car? Or better yet, why don't you rent the car for three or four days? Maybe you don't want the car after all. So you actually save yourself an immense amount of time by going and experiencing the goal, making that investment, whatever it might be. Maybe you're gonna do an Airbnb at a really nice house. You're gonna spend a few nights there and you're gonna be like, holy shit. I know that happened for me. I've, I've actually stayed in some pretty nice places. We stayed at this Airbnb for our 10th anniversary up in uh, Carmel. And I really didn't think about it as a goal this way, but after spending three nights in this beautiful house with this amazing view of these, um, of this forest, I still hold on to that emotion and I can still see it in my mind. So it keeps me fueled because someday I do want that house. And so I can immediately go to it and actually feel the emotions. I can see it. I can feel the calmness of sitting on the balcony and having the wind blow and seeing the trees. So huge on goal setting is go feel it, go immerse yourself in it, make that investment and really get into it because that's going to keep you fueled as you go through those tough times when you experience, you know, lapses in your, your self-control, whatever, but it's really super huge. One of my final tips, if you can do this, this is awesome, but, um, get a coach. Yeah. That's actually a sales sales tactic for me right here in this video. No, really. Um, the most important thing to do is to get an accountability partner. But the reason why I say coach is because when you're paying somebody to hold you accountable and is going to guide you through that, that goal setting process, that's, I mean, the investment in making that is so incredible because the results and the return on your investment is exponential. You know, you think about your goals, who's holding you accountable. Who's going to call you on your shit when you say, Oh, I didn't have the time or I didn't have this, or I didn't feel like it. Somebody holding you accountable because if you're a person of your word, if you have integrity, honesty, and you care about what people think about you, you're not going to let them down. So have an accountability partner, but most importantly, have one that's going to call you on your shit. I have a coach right now. She called me on my shit last week. It was beautiful because and it wasn't like I was trying to put anything up, but she was trying to dig through all the stuff and she knows what my goals are, personal and financial freedom, doing what I love to do, speaking, coaching, writing, radio shows, podcasts, whatever it is, doing this full time, that is my goal. So when I started giving reasons and explanations and excuses and other stuff, she called me on it and she held me accountable. And guess what? We had a breakthrough. I had a breakthrough. So you have to have those people in your life because 
Think about it. If you had accountability partner, if you had paid for a coach in the past, where would you be today? And often we don't want to make that expense. We don't want to, we don't want to spend that money because it is, it's, a, it's an investment. But on the other side, what does life look like when you have that confidence, when you have that ability, you have that demonstrated performance of doing that and you've set the example for other people, you've inspired other people, what does that mean to you? And I'm not saying you have to go out and buy a coach or, or pay for a coach, but if you get that right accountability partner and you meet every week or every two weeks, I mean, God, God's honest truth and Linda can swear to this and Audra can swear to this. I have accountability partners. Every two weeks we get on a Zoom conference call and we go through what we said we were going to do two weeks ago and we call each other on our shit. We move each other forward. So not only do I have a coach, actually two coaches, um, but I have accountability partners too. And that's me, the master motivator, the kick-ass guy. You know, so if it takes me having that in place to achieve my goals, then you're going to need it too, right? I mean, I've tried to do it on my own and look where I'm at. Yes, I had some marginal success, but I'm ready to take it to the next level. So I know this is what I need to do. I know this is a sacrifice I need to make. I mean, I'm pushing myself hard these days. And quite frankly, I don't want to. I feel like I've already pushed myself hard enough, but in order to achieve the results that I want and not have the regrets, which is huge, that's my leverage, um, you have to make these investments. You have to do these things. I mean, my family's downstairs right now having a good time. I've been pushing myself all weekend. I'm doing this podcast. You can hear my voice, but it's a passion of mine. It's something that I want and I will see succeed. So I have to get my skin in the game, my teeth in the game, everything in it to win it. So unless you have that, you're not going to achieve your goals. I'm just telling you that honestly, you're going to come up with reasons and excuses and all this other stuff. And ultimately at the end of the day, what do you want? Do you want to look back on your life and say, fuck, you know, I pushed myself. I went through uncomfortable situations. You know, I got resourceful. I got two jobs and I went to the, I went and drove for Lyft and Uber and I did all these things and I made these sacrifices and I achieved my goals and fuck the fruits of my labor were so amazing. Or do you want to look back when you think about your legacy? Maybe you did your eulogy exercise, but you haven't done anything to support it. Are you going to look back in 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, whatever it is that your life is going to be? And think, fuck, God, I played it safe. I didn't take enough risks. I didn't try hard enough. And let me just tell you something. I was going to mention this before, but it slipped my mind. You know, as far as excuses go, one of the biggest excuses that we give ourselves is that we tried our best, right? A couple of years ago, I I was talking to myself actually um, out loud because I do that sometimes. And I said, well, I did the best I could. And it was the first time I really caught myself. And you think about, I did the best I could. Where does that come from? That comes from our time with our teachers and our parents. When somebody says, Hey, Christopher, did you do your, did you try your best? And you're like, yeah, I did try my best. And they're like, okay, well try better next time. How many fucking times have you heard that? Right? It's a get out of jail free card. Oh, I tried my best. Sorry. I'll do better next time. Ha ha ha. Got out of it. Woohoo. No, that's bullshit. Because what is your best? Like I think about it in terms like this. If somebody came to me and says, I'm going to kill your son at the end of the week, unless you get this done, that is your best. And I know that's a huge over-exaggeration, but when you think about it in that respect, that's leverage, that's fuel, that's commitment. That's gonna, you would actually do the things that you need to do on an exponential level to figure it out what it is that you need to do for that biggest goal. So don't bullshit yourself and say that something's important when it really isn't if you're not willing to do what you need to do. You get an hour less sleep every day. You go drive for Uber once a day and you make some money. You go deliver groceries, you go clean up poop. You go do whatever you need to do in order to achieve what it is that you have to do. But don't tell yourself that you did your best when you didn't because it's a lie. And I'm here to tell you that that is true. Even for my myself, you know, 
there's our best and then there's a really our best and then there's an exaggerated our best, which is, you know, somebody putting a gun to your head. But think about it in that terms. What is your best? What are you willing to commit to? Because if it's a huge goal, like what they call it, um, a huge, hairy, audacious goal, um, then it's going to take a, a lot of sacrifice and a lot of commitment, a lot of uncomfortable feelings, a lot of, you know, uh, self-doubt, but you have to push through it. And this day and age, it's so amazing because you can go to Google and YouTube and you can find the answers to whatever it is that your problem is. I mean, I, I can't, I, how do I get better sleep? Okay. I've been biohacking sleep for the last two years because if I can get four hours of sleep, that's the same as six. I have two hours extra every day to, to achieve my goals. Right? So you have to get resourceful. You can't just keep doing what you've been doing, expecting different results, even though you have a goal. And obviously, why well, didn't even mention this, but a lot of people I talk to, their goals aren't even written down. I mean, that's a no brainer. Have your goals written down, have them in front of you, have reminders, have your vision board. It all ties together. That's what I do as a coach is I bring it all together and I get you accountable. And that's where we get traction and mindset shifts. And you start achieving those results and you start realizing, oh, that wasn't so hard. I made that more difficult in my mind. I mean, how many times have you done something and thought, fuck, I wish I would have done that sooner. It wasn't that hard. So we often build these things up in our minds and make them out to be more than they actually are when realistically we're just fucking ourselves, right? So it's time to unfuck ourselves and it's time to go after our goals because at the end of the day, like I said before, for me, it's setting a perfect example or a great example for my son. That's my leverage right now and not having any regrets, right? We only get this life to live once. We only get these opportunities once. We get older, we get more tired, we get weaker, we get more complacent. Trust me, I'm 50 years old. I wish I had the stamina and the, and the strength and everything I had when I was 30 with the knowledge I have right now, but I don't. So all I have to do is make the best out of the situation I possibly can and do what I can do and continue moving forward and getting the people to hold me accountable and making those investments and making that incremental success because over time, it may be, you know, personally right now, I have a five-year goal, a pretty huge five-year goal because I'm 50, right? So maybe it's, maybe it's the actualization that maybe it becomes a 10-year goal. But at the end of the day, just hold yourself accountable. Make sure you're identifying the real goals. Make sure you're accounting for the obstacles that you could potentially have in place. Make sure you're getting great content every day that keeps you inspired and keeps you motivated. I listen to podcasts every single day that keep me centered. I keep doing my gratitude list every day. I do my journaling three or four times a week. So you can see I'm doing it. And the success results are speaking for themselves. I mean, now I'm on episode 12 of the podcast. I'm working on a group coaching program. I'm going to be launching here starting in September for 12 people who are fucking really serious. And this is not a commercial. This is just telling you where I'm at. I went from nothing a couple of months ago to my podcast. And now I'm going to be launching a group coaching program for 12 people who are fucking ready. And then I'm going to be doing two day retreats. I'm going to be doing immersion uh, events here where you can come to my house and spend time with me. I'm going to be doing speaking again. I'm working on my keynote speech. So all of this is requiring me to bust my ass, but I have my goals written down. I have accountability partners and they're realistic, they're attainable and they excite me. All right. So I hope you guys find value in this episode. Please, if you are finding value in anything that I'm saying and doing, I would really super appreciate you sharing it. I know a lot of you guys are sharing it and thank you so much. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable the support you guys are giving, the feedback you're giving. You're here every Tuesday night on the live feed, commenting. You're in the raw and unscripted Facebook group, all of that stuff. But please just continue. Subscribe to the iTunes. Subscribe to my YouTube because all of that helps me keep my energy and keep my passion and keep wanting to do it forward. It shares with other people. And I just really appreciate it. So if you could do that, um, 
anything on your mind, Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com, R-A-U-S-C-H, Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com. Please send me an email. Let me know what kind of ideas for the shows you have, topics, questions, struggles, concerns, ideas for guests. I'm actually going to start interviewing guests on here. So you can see I'm pumped. You can see I'm excited. You can also see probably that I'm fucking tired, but I love doing this. I love helping you guys. I love connecting with you guys. It's my legacy. It's what I want to be known for because like I said before, and you should know this by now for you, if you've been watching all these shows, what is your, what is your big why? And my big why is that Christopher Roush will have fought for what was right and what was fair. He will have risked for which that mattered and he will have left the place, the earth, a better place for who he was and what he did there. That's what I know. And that's what I'm sharing. One last piece of information. I'm on the Speaking to the Heart podcast network. The point is we have a lot of shows on this network that are great. We have a lot of show hosts and topics that are there for you. So I encourage you to go check out the other shows, not just mine, but go check them out. And uh, just again, a special shout out to Shane Schultz, um, the owner, CEO, president, producer of the Speaking to the Heart podcast network. Thank you so much. You're amazing. The team is amazing. And I just can't thank you enough. Um, so with that, I'm going to sign off. I love you guys again, have a kick-ass mindset, have a kick-ass legacy and don't give up on yourself and please just continue going forward 1% every single day. No excuses. All right. I love you guys. Peace out.